Oh shit. Oh shit. Alright. Let's do this. Why not? Underprepared. Overwhelmed. Whatever. We'll get through it. Have yourself a drink out there. Nothing else to do. then welcome to the jam room podcast everybody how y'all doing out there hope you've had a great couple of weeks i was fucking obviously intending on doing more podcasts but disaster has struck my life not really um you know i can exaggerate it's my podcast i can do whatever the fuck i want how have you been out there it's been an incredible summer dude it's fucking 39 40 degrees today i'm sweating bullets out here by the bar but it's you know it's quite pleasant but you know it is what it fucking is uh we're gonna get through it it's been a couple of weeks hope you've had a great time hope you checked out some music hopefully you've created some yourself why not give it a shot guys it's way easier than you think you know well as far as i think but whatever Happy Australia Day for the last weekend, guys. We'll get into that shit in a little bit. I will offer you guys a little bit of an explanation as to why I've been somewhat absent. I had a tooth problem. Sounds like the pussiest problem to have had, but like, like let, let me take it back. A couple of weeks ago, um, I woke up in the middle of the night with like one side of my face just aching, just real aching. Like, don't really know what it was, a muscular thing, maybe a tooth infection or whatever. Actually, I can take it back even further than that. Um, years ago, a couple of years ago, I got a couple of my wisdom teeth out, right? And when they got them taken out, when I got them taken out, um, the dentist was like, do you want me to just take out all of them while I'm here? And I've already had two of them ripped. I'm like, no, give it, give it a break for a bit. These ones are fine. They're not cracked. They're not, just leave them, right? I don't want to have, you know, both sides of my face completely fucked up at the same time. Uh, so we left them literally... Two weeks after the wisdom teeth on, let's say, my left side of the face were ripped out, the one at the top on my right side uh, cracked. Big chunk of tooth came out. More chunks have come out since in those two years. And so I really just had a fucking hole in my face with some shards of tooth left over. And it didn't hurt. There was no exposed nerves. There was nothing, whatever. Just got to brush it properly because, you know, it's got a propensity to have... Um, bullshit get uh, built up in there but uh yeah like i said a couple of weeks ago woke up bit of a bloody ache on the side of my face luckily i have some you know prescription painkillers left over from various surgeries and probably from my wisdom teeth a few years ago uh just take a painkiller go back to sleep it'll be fine the next day i wouldn't really care about it right so that continued for four or five days and then finally there was one night where no amount of tramadol or codeine or Panadol, Nurofen, any book, nothing would solve it. And it was literally the most pain I've been in. It felt like I was being continuously hit on the side of the face with a ba baseball bat, right? I'm like sitting on the edge of the bed, just fucking, you know, in tears, but just out of desperation because there was no relief. Like just, I'll do anything right now. I was praying to whatever God I could come up with. You know, I think Poseidon got a shout out at some point, right? I don't know. So it was fucking rough that night. So the next day, one fucking job. I got to find myself a dentist that can yank this fucking tooth. 
and get it going, right? So that was like a Wednesday, a week and a half ago. And um, so the Thursday was when there was the, you know, got to find myself a dentist, got to get this shit done, called a whole bunch of places, you know. These guys like to, you know, fuck with you a little bit. You know, I got to a dentist and they're like, all right, cool. Consultation, 75 bucks, wicked. But you know what? We, you think you know that it's just this tooth that needs to be pulled, but we're going to check. We're going to charge you an extra three, 400 bucks for x-rays as well. You know, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I just needed this thing pulled. I would have paid any fucking amount of money. Didn't, didn't matter to me, right? Um, so yeah, got it pulled. Um, didn't come out great. Well, it did come out great, but the dentist was a little bit concerned because he, he yanked this tooth out of my mouth. Um, and it didn't bleed at all. And you need a blood clot, a blood clot to form in order to, to heal, right? So he's yanked the tooth out. I'm not bleeding. Not bleeding at all. So he's got to go back in there with a scalpel and start fucking up my gums to stimulate bleeding and then stitch over the top of it or whatever, right? So anyway, been in a little bit of pain every single night. Is You know, shit aches because you lie down and blood pools, all that sort of crap. So anyway, that's kind of why I've been off, right? Also, it's been summertime and I've been fucking busy and doing all that sort of shit. So anyway, the tooth is fine. I get the stitch taken out in a few days' time. Um, everything feels all right. I've been taking less and less painkillers every day. So it's all good, under control. I haven't formed a fucking addiction. Great. Tremendous, right? Anyway, that's all over. Then, over this last long weekend, uh, for Australia Day, uh, we've decided, we, we, we did decide, um, to head down to Rockingham for like four days uh, on the boat. So we sailed down to Rockingham Thursday, Australia Day, party there, came back yesterday. So I'm fresh off the boat. I'm still fucking walking like Jack Sparrow. Like, Jesus Christ, you spend, I don't know how long it takes to get over that shit. Like, I'll go for sails for, you know, a couple of hours at a time, all that sort of shit. Doesn't really bother me anymore. But, you know, you're sleeping on a boat and spending time on a small boat for, Four days, you know, it takes a little bit of, of, of time to accustom to um, terra firma here. And yeah, it is what it is. The horizon's dipping up and down. Whatever, guys, we're back. How was your Australia Day? Did you all celebrate? Did you all get involved in the Invasion Day process? Right? Because that's something you have to do every day. Or every year, I should say. Obviously, not every day. I mean, some people live it every day. But, you know, every year, this fucking stupid thing raises its head. The celebrations have been getting less and less and less, but that's what they say on the media, but the media's full of shit. The celebrations have been dwindling the last few years, probably because of COVID more than anything, I would say. Um, but it is what it is. So we fucking went down to, to Rockingham. I had never been to Rockingham. Rockingham's one of those places that um, our great leader of this state, Mark McGowan, he lives there. He's from that area. I've never really spent any time there. It's not far away enough to be a holiday destination, and it's too far away to be somewhere that you just go and check out, right? And it doesn't have a great reputation at all. And I got to tell you, that not great reputation definitely <laughs> lived up its name. Um, I've never seen that many mullets in my fucking life. It was insane down there. So we were there for the Australia Day celebrations. No protests or anything going on in Rockingham. Fucking fireworks pretty much being fired at our boat. Because uh, we got the best seat in town. We had, you know great mooring right up there in the Rockingham Bay or whatever the hell they call it. I didn't look into the real names, anything like that. Maybe just have a sip of beer. It's fucking hot out here. Mm. Ah. Anyway, 
So finally, Australia Day's over. We can now forget about these Invasion Day processes or protests. I keep saying processes. Why? Fucking Jesus. I've got to put my teeth in today, guys. Although I don't have many left. Um, the media is not helping this shit, right, guys? So, I don't know. If, if you're not from Australia, there is some weird controversy going on. I don't really understand where it is. We're just all of a sudden, over the last, I want to say, five, six years, um, people have been, been, been getting upset about celebrations for Australia Day on the 26th of January uh, because, um, you know, Australia is nothing to celebrate, apparently, right? Because it was a bit of a British colonial thing, right? I don't know. 11 ships arrived. The first fleet arrived. Most of the people on board were convicts or slaves themselves, right? Being brought over from, from Britain. Uh, and somehow they were able to take over, you know, six point something million square kilometers of land. So if it was an invasion, it's probably one of the most successful invasions in history, right? Um, but anyway, they want to change the date. This is the big thing. Um, they wouldn't be so butthurt about history if we just didn't celebrate it on that particular day, right? <laughs> okay. So the most arbitrary part of the sentiment involved in Australia Day is the thing that they want to change. It's not like, hey, we should stop celebrating Australian pride because you shouldn't be proud of, um, you know, whatever bullshit in our history. You shouldn't be proud of whatever. You shouldn't be proud of that. No, no, no. That's not the part they have a problem with. It's the fact that it's on the 26th of January, which is ridiculous, right? Like, how are you going to go ahead and just sort of like change the most arbitrary thing and think that it changes the thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. I see that with a lot of these movement, movements these days. Like, you see it in the LGBT fucking community, right? There's like, all right, like you've got to respect my gender and my sexuality and stuff like that. As far as I'm concerned, your gender and your sexuality is the most boring part of your character, right? How about you say something interesting? How about you tell a joke? How about, like, no one gives a fuck about those other things. They are absolutely arbitrary to who you are. And the date is absolutely arbitrary to what Australia is. So whatever, change the date. No one gives a shit. I'd like a long weekend somewhere in like my actual work schedule. That'd be nice because at the moment, Australia Day happens when I'm on holidays anyway. I'd rather another day off later in the year. So yeah, fucking do it. And it'd be great to have one when it's not fucking 40 degrees, right? Because sometimes it's just too hot, too hot. But, you know, now I have access to a nice sailboat so I can... Go out in the water. It's not as hot out there, but what the fuck ever, guys. Hopefully you celebrated Australia Day. I am not for all this bullshit. It's also in this big climate right now where there's this Aboriginal voice to parliament shit going on. So what's basically happening here in Australia? Again, if you're not from Australia, this is the kind of crap that we have to deal with. Um, there's this, uh, I think they're going to do a referendum for it, to see if they want an Aboriginal voice to Parliament, which means there's going to be a separate Parliament from the Australian government um, to sort of give advice to the existing government that represents all people um, to particularly focus on Aboriginal issues or something like that. It seems like the biggest issue is that they... Um, I don't know, seem to drink too much and get abusive or something like that. Look into it. Look what's going on in the fucking northern part of this country. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. They have to do alcohol bans and stuff like that because uh, when they finally would, 
you know, let these people act like adults and buy alcohol whenever they want. Shit goes wrong, apparently. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm no, um, I'm no expert on this sort of shit. I just see what I see here, right? So this uh, new voice to parliament for the Aboriginal people, whatever, our, our new um, prime minister, our Anthony fucking Anal Beadsy or whatever his name is, is really gunning for it. He, he wants that to be his mark, right? Um, but by the way, guys, like not that long ago, the whole call was for an apology from the Australian government and the Australian government did issue a big apology for all the atrocities and it was a national day of mourning, it was sorry day, all that sort of shit. Um, so well, I guess that didn't work. That wasn't enough. There's a, so keep on coming up for more, for more. So you think this is going to appease anybody? Good luck because, you know, they're relentless, right? But I'm not for this. I'm just going to say it on the record. The Aboriginal voice to parliament, I would vote no. Because I do not want anything to do with any kind of government that is divided by race. Right? That's just me. Because I'm not racist, I don't think there should be a racial division in our parliament. I think there should be a fucking government that just represents everybody. That's it. Leave it at that. Make it more representative, of course, because politicians are pieces of shit as well. But let's face it, guys, we celebrate Australia Day for whatever fucking personal reasons we happen to enjoy this country. It's got, I'm not particularly proud of this fucking country either, especially with the bullshit they've done over fucking COVID, right? I'm not particularly proud of it, but what the fuck? This is my home. So let's at least unite. So these fucking bullshit protests going on over Australia Day is like, this is the day to celebrate unity. Why make it your fucking excuse to uh, promote division? That's bullshit. Fuck it. Whatever. It is what it is. Hey, guys. Welcome to Australia. We are divided, but we are united or whatever. We are young and gay or some shit. I don't know what the hell it is. But anyway, hopefully you celebrated Australia Day. The only thing I really do for Australia Day is play music that's Australian, right? That's it. That's all you do. You drink beer, you play Australian music, and you fucking eat lamb chops. And it's exactly what we did on a nice fucking sailboat in a harbour watching fireworks. Awesome! But the, the, the media makes out like this is um, something that's um, rare. It's rare for that to happen, right? Ugh. Excuse me. Because um, the next day, I, I checked out Twitter, and the headline from WA Today, this is like a, you know, a Western Australian news outlet, right? Um, they were like, the biggest party, the biggest party on Australia Day was the protest. That was bigger. So it gives more credence. That was their headline. But then you read a little bit further and they were saying, yeah, protest attracted 1,500 people. 1,500 people. There were way more than 1,500 people celebrating just on the Rockingham foreshore where I was in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there was, you know, almost a million celebrating on the foreshores of Perth. But somehow, according to the news outlets, 1,500 people attending a rally was the biggest celebration, right? So they're fucking in intentionally trying to divide us and, and make this fucking... I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're just kowtowing to whatever they think is some trendy, pat yourself on the back kind of narrative. Whatever. That's fine. Cool. Keep doing it. That doesn't matter. Change the fucking date. Make it a, a, a nice March date, right? Where it's a, a little bit cooler, 
you know, it's, everybody's working. We've already got over the fucking bullshit of the, the Christmas season and all that sort of shit. So we can actually, you know, we deserve another day off. Let's do it then. That'll be great. Who cares about the fucking date? It's the most arbitrary part of the entire sentiment. But whatever. Move on, guys. It's fucking 40 degrees out here right now. Jesus Christ, I'm sticky as fuck. I gotta take this shirt off, really. Before it just gets soaking wet and sticks to me. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, it's music time, guys. It's a jammering podcast. We've got to talk about fucking music, don't we? After a, a little bit of a drink. And we will get into it. Let's do it now. Get into some music, guys. Why the fuck not? It's fun. How are you guys doing? You guys having a fun time out there? You guys listen to anything new and cool? If you are listening to shit that's new and cool and I haven't mentioned it on this podcast, please reach out and let me know about it. I'm a fiend for new music, especially shit that I've never heard before or experienced before or styles that um, might blow my mind. I'm fucking absolutely up for it. That's what I want out of life. Diversity. It's the spice of uh, gayness or whatever the... F- I don't know. I don't know what the other sayings go. All right. So this is what I checked out this week, guys. There's a bunch of singles um, a couple, and, and an album. A couple of albums, really. But I'm not really going to get into the Sam Smith album. I checked out the new Sam Smith album, right? And I don't know, God, he's got a good voice. God, he can sing. But Jesus Christ, it just fucking, I don't know. There's something about his voice that I can't, can't quite articulate well enough right now. I need to put some thought into it to really narrow down what I'm actually trying to point at with his voice. But yeah, there's, there's some fucking, there's something that bugs me about it. But I'll get into that later on. I need to listen to this album again, right? So. We'll gloss over the Sam Smith album. I even forget what it's called right now. Um, but yeah, I did listen to that one. So if you liked it, let me know what you liked about it. And because I'm, I'm interested with these points. Because, you know, sometimes when you listen to music, you say, yeah, it's a good song. It's like, what exactly about that song was cool to you? I really want to know. Because I've spent my whole life fucking trying to figure out why the hell I like the shit that I like. And it seems that I'm kind of in a minority as far as the music I like. I'm not talking about you know the most popular music in the world right somehow i have a bit of a taste that's um i don't know somewhat off the beaten track let's let's just put it that way right so if you like the sam smith album and you can actually articulate what exactly it is about that album you like i would love to hear about it because it might make me listen to it in a little bit of a different light and i'm all for it i can always put these different hats on and just enjoy shit for the sake of it um but i'd you know, I'd rather look for genius when genius uh, presents itself, right? Maybe. I don't really know. I'm also an absolute idiot. But I did check out the Kimbra album. Uh, so Kimbra, a New Zealand singer. Um, uh, she brought out a new album. It's called A Reckoning. A Reckoning. Um, and it's pretty fucking cool. It's kind of indie pop soul music. Bit of electronica in there. And a little bit of featuring some dude doing rap verses every now and then. Because let's face it, it's not a pop album without that these days. You need to have that somewhere. Which, whatever, they're the, they're the tracks that you skip over, obviously. You know, there's always got to be a couple of filler tracks, right? And the ones that just have the guest artists rapping over nothing. They're the ones you skip, as far as I'm concerned, right? So anyway, A Reckoning, pretty fucking cool album. Um, sounds a, a little bit like this. This is a little clip from a song called Personal Space. Pretty fucking cool little track. Have a listen. Closer than close, every waking home. 
definitely there and the whole album kind of sits in that pocket it's pretty fucking entertaining it gets poppy it gets intense every now and then you know there's nothing too uh world changing in there but i enjoy what annoys me about kimbra is she's a fucking great singer right she's awesome and her style especially this sort of neo soul sort of poppy thing that's going on there that that's they're the best sort of things that come come out of her production and her creativity right Unfortunately, she is known for her worst song, right? And the song I'm referring to is um, the duet that she did with um, with Gautier, right? Um, called Somebody I Used to Know from many, many, many years ago. And that would have made her the most bank. That would have put her on the, the map a little bit. But um, it's the, the cheesiest song She's written, as far as I can tell, from what I know about her other albums and everything, and especially this album as well, that's the cheesiest song she, she's, she's ever been part of. Likewise, Gautier is known for that song as well, which is by far, in my opinion, his worst song. It stinks. And um, so it kind of sucks that the highlight of these two great artists, the highlight of their career is when they got together and did the most simple bullshit pop stuff ever. And that made them bank. And then like we haven't heard from Godier since pretty much, right? And he's had some fucking genius. Like, like, like this song, Somebody I Used to Know, it's so infantile that it's literally a nursery rhyme. Have a listen to this. This is, this is the start of the song, right? Everyone knows this little riff. All it is is, Ba-ba black sheep, have you any wool? It's just Ba-ba black sheep. Listen. Good lord. That's it. So as soon as you play to like fucking, you know, the mind of a seven-year-old child, you make lots of money, fuck. Godier did some wicked shit. Kimbra's done some wicked shit. And I highly recommend you guys check out her album because it's fucking way better than that shit. They got on the, uh, the radio for months and months at a time. That was, you know, it took over the world. Pretty good video clip, by the way. That was, that was pretty creative. That's pretty cool. I like that. Anyway, so the Kimber album, A Reckoning. Check it out. It's got some cool shit all the way through it, except for the ones that have feature artists. You know, just let Kimber do her thing. You don't need to fucking flavor it up with some, you know, arbitrary rap. But you kind of do in this climate. It is what it is. All right. Let's get on to some other shit, guys. Um, the next stuff we're going to talk about is just singles that have come out. Because we talked last episode about the two Sleep Token singles. They came out, and they've released two more. And they're awesome. Guys, fucking Sleep Token haven't really disappointed me at all since discovering them not that long ago. But I've definitely 
gone down those rabbit holes and listened to everything they've done. Holy shit, I fucking love this band. And I love this band because it's a combination of many, many different aspects that are impressive to me. Good lyrics, great singing, incredibly mature songwriting, right? Combination of genres. It's, they're blurring lines between different things. They're not playing to tropes, but they kind of, maybe, maybe, whatever. But they definitely got their fresh thing right, and Jesus Christ, the drummer's amazing. Uh, there's a lot of fucking elements that come together to make Sleep Token what I consider one of the most exciting new bands out there right now. Mark my words. Or, or disagree with me and, you know, write some comments. There's no comments on podcasts or whatever. You can email me with all your, your criticisms if you want to. I'll, I'll read it. It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, Sleep Token. So they released two new singles. One's called uh, Granite and one's called Aquaregia. Regia, something like that. Aquaregia. I don't even know what that means. I should have Googled that before this podcast, but I didn't. I know what granite means. It's a metamorphic rock, isn't it? And people love uh, using it to make countertops and kitchens, right? All right. So, but Aquaregia, um, it sounds a little bit like this. This is Aquaregia, guys. Um, it's got those pop elements. It's got those fucking groove elements. It's work. It sounds like this. Buzzing off the walls Between teeth on a broken jaw Following a blood trail Frothing at the mower These days I'm a circuit board Integrated hardware you cannot afford The perfect start to a perfect war Putting down the roses Picking up the sword Do yourselves a favor and get, get on fucking Spotify and listen to the rest of these singles that are coming out. And guys, this is what I'm suspecting from, from Sleep Token is that the, the four singles, like not many bands release four singles before the album's released, right? So I'm sort of suspecting that they go way more in the bank, that what they're trickling out right now aren't the big bangers and that we're going to get blown the fuck away from the new album when it drops. God, I'm looking forward to it. You should put it on your list as well. We haven't got a release date. We haven't got anything like that. I'm pretty pissed off because fucking Sleep Token are coming here in May and it's already sold out. God fucking damn it. Shit. If you're in Perth and you happen to have Sleep Token tickets, could you please hit me up and sell me one? I'd be a buyer. I want maybe two or three of them. I'll take my wife. But also, my sister really wants to go. My sister's a big heavy metal fan. Uh, well, she's more into the hardcore sort of music or whatever. But, like, I sent her sleep tokens. She fucking loves them. And, um, you know, 
She's in her late 30s with kids. She's got no friends that want to go to metal gigs with her. So when she found out that I'm fucking still going to metal gigs, she's like, holy shit, why aren't you inviting me? So if you've got more tickets, it'd be great. I really hope Sleep Token um, upgrade their venue and release a whole bunch more tickets. That would be pretty cool. Uh, but we will see. I will fucking get to that show. I'm going to try my hardest, hey? Anyway, Sleep Token. Check out those two new singles. They're, they're great. And as soon as their album's out, guys, we're going to be talking about it. Of course. You better fucking believe it. Right? Anyway. What else did I check out? I checked out a new single um, from a band called The Ocean. Another one of these, uh, the sort of the peripheries of the prog scene. The Ocean are sick. If you've never listened to The Ocean before, definitely check them the fuck out. Good Lord, they do some incredible shit, right? Uh, so they released a single. Hopefully, again, it's pointing at an album. We don't know. It's called Pre-Boreal. Um, and it's got Groove Up the Fucking Yin Yang. Sounds a little bit like this. sound a little bit like that it sounds exactly like that that is actually the recording right this isn't my version of it or anything but yeah the ocean pre-boreal great little track great sense of rhythm these guys they have pocket groove they're fucking doing the thing that you want prog rock to actually do which is be creative but not be um stupidly ludicrous with their time signature changes and all that sort of stuff looking at you dream theater as always they're my best comparison for what good prog rock and bad prog rock is they're like my thing i point to for bad prog rock is dream theater right good prog rock i'll point to bands like like leprous or the ocean or um fucking the contortionist or some other fucking wicked dudes out there right vola even you know anyway check that one out as well that was a cool fucking ride not a not a stupidly long song either you know so you know give yourself the, the, the 10 minutes and, and check it out right also, last single we'll talk about. I think we should wrap this thing up. Keep it nice and sweet and short. Because it's so fucking hard. I need to jump in the swimming pool. Uh, what did I check out? Oh, yeah. Metallica bought out another single, guys. All right. All right. Let's talk about Metallica. Uh, let me lift myself up in the chair and move the shit around a little bit. <coughs> All right. Good Lord. Uh, the song's called Screaming Suicide, right? And it's not a premonition of what you might want to do once you hear it. Although maybe. Um, so they, they had their other one. 
a few weeks ago called Luxa Turner, which was garbage. And then they brought out this one. It's kind of garbage as well, called um, Screaming Suicide. And see, the reason I like to talk about Metallica is because I was a fan, and I am a fan. And if it wasn't for Metallica, I probably wouldn't have practiced my guitar as much or whatever. And I'm, I'm sure this is true of a lot of people that... Um, you know, came of age in the, in the, the 90s, early 2000s or whatever. Metallica with the guys, right? Like, the story for me is... Actually, before the story, th- this is a little clip from the song. This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is Screaming Suicide by Metallica. This is what, what they've... This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing, guys. trying to recreate the thrash elements that they started with, right? I think that's a big mistake, personally, because I would like to see a hell of a lot more growth from a band that's been around for 400 years, like Metallica. But they're trying to recapture this stupid thrashy thing. I don't know. I've never been a big fan. So I was a massive Metallica fan because of those older albums, right? Like, you know, I became a Metallica fan in, I I can tell you for sure, it was the end of 2000, right? So I just got into high school in, in the year 2000, and I came into high school as a pop punk fan, right? Mill and Colin, Blink-182, all that sort of bullshit, right? MXPX, which you guys wouldn't have... It's been a long time since someone's talked about MXPX, right? <laughs> they had like one good song. Um, Offspring, shit like that, right? So I was a you know, pop punk guy, right? Had a friend, met a friend in a guitar class at school, and he was a Metallica guy. Showed me Metallica blew my fucking mind because I didn't know guitaring could be that fucking cool and that fast and that technical so but also I was a bit of a naive dickhead and I just thought the better the guitaring the better the band right bad metric to measure a band but that's what I did so I loved all those old albums you know I've got I did the whole discography of uh, Metallica right Master of Puppets Ride the Lightning Kill Em All way back when and into the newer sort of area and so nowadays Looking back on Metallica, there is an era of Metallica that was in the late 90s that I think is the best. I like it the most. That's just me. Everyone's going to have a problem with that. And so what happened with Metallica? They had Cliff Burton playing bass, super thrash metal-y band, right? We're talking about albums like Ride the Lightning, Kill Em All, Master of Puppets, right? Cliff Burton, right? And all that sort of shit, right? Then they had an album called Injustice for All, which is Still a good album. Still in the vein of those other ones previous. But they had a new bass player this time, a guy named Jason Newstead. Um, and they didn't like him that much because if you listen to Injustice For All, you can barely hear the bass, right? They seem to just mix it into non-existence or something like that. And then they had their massive fucking banner, banger, banger, banner? I think I said both of those kind of combined. Big banger of an album called Metallica, 
which is now known as the Black Album. But anyway, that was like 92 or something like that, right? That's where all your Nothing Else Matters and Enter Sandman and shit comes out, right? Newstead on the bass for it. Wicked. Their biggest album ever. Metallica fans pissed off about it because they thought it was too poppy and that they're sold out and all that bullshit. So yeah, sell the fuck out if you're going to make better music. If selling out means you write a better album, you can call someone a sellout if the new album sucks and is just corporate nonsense. But if it happens to be a great album, but different, you can't say it's a sellout. It's just a different fucking album, isn't it? Right? But anyway, beyond that, they released two other albums. And so this period in like the sort of mid to late 90s, Metallica did, I want to say a live album. They did Cunning Stunts as well which is a bit of a live album, but you can't really hear it. But, you know, I've got the double VHS, actually, of Cutting Stunts. I used to watch it every fucking Friday when I was a kid. Um, they did Load. They did Reload. Uh, they did Garage Inc., which is their album of cover songs. Fucking tremendous. One of my favorite albums. I have all four vinyls that take up the album, like, on vinyl. I have it. Um, and they did S&M. Right, that's what kind of what they did in mid to late 90s is those four kind of albums, right? Did Jason Newstead have an influence over Metallica to make them do these four albums that seem today to be the most disliked albums by Metallica fans and by Metallica themselves because in their new shit, they're just trying to get the fuck away from that, right? They're trying to relive this thrash glory day bullshit from the 80s which no one cares about. Most of their fans might be dead already from those days, right? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Load and Reload, I love those albums. I like them. They're poppy. And, I, and from someone that came from a bit of a pop-punk sort of background, combining it with Metallica was fucking sick to me. I liked it. And then... They, oh, they also did some other sort of weird shit in there. They did that song, I Disappear, for the um, Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. I'm not too sure what year that was, but it feels like it was late 90s, early 2000s. I could be wrong with that. But anyway, anyway, I'm trying to say that we should bring Jason Newstead back to Metallica because they need to be kicked up the ass and actually be a bit more progressive in their thinking and make some cool shit that's creative, guys. This Luxa Turner song sucked. This new fucking Screaming Suicide song. I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's, there is nothing new in it. There's nothing new. But those, uh, those songs that they were fucking around with, not all great start to finish. Um, uh, you know, not all of them. Something, you know, they don't hit every target that they aim for. But Load and Reload have some refreshingly cool shit going on, right? And likewise, in the... S&M, the original S&M, not S&M 2 that came out in 2020, right? I'm talking about S&M from 1999, right? There was two songs, two original songs that only appear on that album. We never got an official Metallica album release of these songs. They were just with the orchestra, right? No Leaf Clover and Minus Human might be the two greatest songs that Metallica have written. I'm sorry I said it. That's just my opinion, guys. That's what fucking the Jamming Podcast is about. It's me saying what I fucking think about these guys. And this is not coming from a place of hatred. It's from love of Metallica. I can still fucking rock around to everything on those old albums. I still love a lot of the fucking later tracks on and Justice for All and Master of Puppets and shit. Fucking Leopard Messiah is a banger, right? 
I fucking love some of their groove. But when Metallica hit just a solid fucking rock groove, not thrashy, not just down picking at fucking chaos speeds, you don't need that all the time. Um, but when they actually hit into a groovy fucking riff, which they experimented with a hell of a lot in the St. Anger album. I've got a lot to say about that, but that's probably for a different podcast. We'll, we'll wait for that one. But anyway, the Load Reload shit was cool. And those two songs that came up on the S&M, even I Disappear from the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, fucking tremendous. They're, they're the best shit. I reckon that's the best era. So what I'm trying to say is fire this Rob dude that's playing bass. Like, he doesn't seem to be offering anything creatively to the band as far as I could tell. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe. Maybe their problems in the past because there's too many cooks in the kitchen or something like that because Lars is a bit of a control freak dickhead. Never know. I don't know. I don't know these guys, right? But bring back Jake, Jason Newstead. I don't think he's doing much. I don't, I, and I think he can fucking help because that era that he was playing bass for Metallica seemed to be the most creative era of Metallica's discography. Sorry, I said it. We've got to finish the podcast with one of those songs from SNM. Um, minus human. Let's do it that way, guys. Anyway. Right in with all your shit, guys. All my uh, contact details are in the description below. Use them if you want to or not. I don't care either way. I'm still doing this podcast regardless. I just love doing it, guys. Anyway, it is what it is. Have yourselves a fucking fantastic week. Happy Australia Day weekend, y'all. Celebrate it however you want. Happy Invasion Day. If you want to celebrate an invasion, go ahead and do that as well. Whatever. A win's a win. It's what it is. This country is better now than it was, and it's not the best it could be. Why would we divide each other even more? Let's just fucking get together and make it better and have some fun out here. We're all eating a bag of dicks. Whatever. All right, guys. You're about to hear Minus Human. And if you don't know this track from S&M, it might, let you, um, it might tempt you to investigate that late 90s period of Metallica where they wrote some pretty fucking cool songs, had some pretty chunky riffs. I'd recommend a bunch of them from Load and Reload. They're some of my favorites. All right, guys. Anyway, take care now. Bye-bye then. Bye. -bye,